You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. The new covenant, which was established through Jesus Christ by his sacrificial death on the cross. Contrast. The imperfect provisions of the old covenant versus the better and perfect provisions of the new covenant. What the old covenant tried to do, never achieved it. Never could make us holy, never could make us have access to God, bring us to God, never could find forgiveness, never a clear conscience, and all those that we couldn't find in the Old Covenant, we have in Christ. As Pastor Danny begins his study in Hebrews today, he'll remind you that there's a new covenant that you get to live under. Before Jesus came, everyone lived by the law of the Old Testament if they wanted to be considered righteous in God's sight. It was impossible to be perfect, though. Jesus is the only one who ever accomplished it. He lived the law perfectly, never once stepping out of line. And then he died the death of a sinner. His death covers you in grace if you choose to take it, making you perfect in God's sight. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word. Hebrews was written to a group of Jewish believers, therefore the name Hebrews, that had come to Christ through apostolic missionaries uh, from Jerusalem. Uh, We know chapter 2, the middle of verse 3, this salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed to us by those who heard him. So the people that led these Jewish believers to the Lord uh, actually were firsthand witnesses of Jesus's earthly ministry. Uh, The last chapter in the closing remarks says, those from Italy send you their greetings. And so some people believe this was a Jewish congregation in Italy. We don't know, but they were outside of Jerusalem for sure and more than likely outside of the land of Israel. We don't know who the author is, Some suggest Apollos, some suggest Paul. I don't believe it was Paul, and I think there's some good reason for that. But really, we don't know. You can make some good guesses, but we don't know. Ultimately, 2 Peter 1.21 tells us who the author of not only this letter is, but all 66 books, as we call them, that make up this one book called the Bible, and that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moved men, and this is the Word of God. So ultimately, the Holy Spirit is the one who wrote the letter called Hebrews. As you go through it, the present tense will be used when referring to the Levitical priesthood, uh, which tells us that it was written before 70 AD. In other words, it was written while the sacrificial system under the law of Moses was still operational. In 70 AD, Titus and the Roman army uh, came through and ransacked Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. And ever since then, the temple has never been rebuilt. And the Old Testament Uh, system of worship has never been restored. There's a group of Jews trying to do that now, and they're they're working toward that and have been for years, but it's never been restored. But when it's written, the Levitical priesthood is still in operation, sacrifices being offered, so we know it was written before A.D. 70, probably sometime in the 60s, because we know from places like Hebrews chapter 10, uh, chapter 12, chapter 13, especially one verse in 13, uh, where it says, Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. 
uh, these Jewish believers suffered persecution, and it got pretty severe. As a matter of fact, in the closing chapter 13, he says, I want you to know, verse 23, that our brother Timothy has been released. He just got out of jail for his faith. He was in jail. So they suffered. The letter is a contrast. It's a study in contrast from the old covenant, the covenant of law received by Moses and the regulations that went with the law, including the sacrifices. It's a contrast between the old covenant and the new covenant, which was established through Jesus Christ by his sacrificial death on the cross. Contrast. The imperfect provisions of the old covenant versus the better and perfect provisions of the new covenant. What the old covenant tried to do, never achieved it. Never could make us holy, never could make us have access to God, bring us to God, never could find forgiveness, never a clear conscience, and all those that we couldn't find in the old covenant, we have in Christ. It's amazing. And yet, for these believers who had come to believe in the new covenant that Jesus was the one uh, representing the new covenant, and he's the one that established it through his sacrifice, then if you believe that, if you're a Jewish believer in this day, well, governmental persecution, Nero in the 60s AD, he came to power and he hated Christians and he hated Christ and his persecution got very severe. Not just that, from your own leaders, the priesthood. Uh, If you said you believed in Jesus, then you're going to be kicked out of the synagogue. Uh, You're going to be rendered unclean by the priest. Uh, You could not, along with your fellow Jews, uh, any longer go to Jerusalem or participate in the sacrifices because you believed in Jesus. And then just socially, just socially, people that were your friends, but now because of your faith in Jesus, well, you had a price to pay. Now, Galatians chapter 3. Now, bear with me, all right? We will read Hebrews. We will. We will. Galatians chapter 3, referring to the old covenant, the covenant of law, says something very interesting to me. Verse 19 of Galatians 3, what then was the purpose of the law? It was added because of transgressions until the seed, that's Jesus, to whom the promise referred had come. The law was put into effect through angels by a mediator, and obviously an angelic mediator, but not just one. There were others involved. That's fascinating to me. So the law mediated and the regulations of the law through angels. Jews historically have always had a very lofty view of angels as well they should because they knew that angels were involved in receiving and establishing the covenant uh, through Moses. And so they had a very lofty view of angels. Not only that, uh, their Old Testament is just spattered with records of experiences with angels. Angels, fascinating creatures. Uh, Elijah was taken up in chariots of fire and horses of fire. Elijah's house was surrounded by angelic creatures who had uh, fiery horses and fiery chariots. I mean, amazing. They're created beings. God created angels. 1 Corinthians 15.40, Paul talks about celestial bodies and earthly bodies. Angels, we know, have celestial or heavenly bodies. 
in comparison to you and I as human beings, you and I, we have earthly bodies, all right? One day, if you're a Christian, one day you'll have a celestial body. I'll have a celestial body. I can't wait for that day. I need one. Bad. But right now, we have human earthly bodies. Satan is an angel. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us he's one of God's chief angels, at least when he was created. Uh, Amazing in beauty. And he still can be beautiful, even though he's fallen angel. You know, he led a host of the angels in rebellion against God. And now his true colors are black, uh, but he disguises himself as an angel of light. He's an amazing creature, powerful. As a matter of fact, the angels were created with rank. Did you know that as a human being, uh, we are less than angels? Hebrews chapter 2 quotes from Psalm chapter 8, what is man that you are mindful of him? Verse 7, you made him, man, a little lower than the angels. So angels as created beings are higher than you and me, and they're created with rank. Ephesians chapter 6, that famous New Testament section about the armor of God and the struggle we have and the battle we fight for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world. There's the fallen angels and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Fallen creatures yet powerful. Daniel has a vision of an angel uh, in answer to his prayer. He prays and fasts, Daniel chapter 10, but it takes 21 days for the answer to his prayer to arrive. This powerful angel comes, and he says, I was summoned right away and sent right away, but it took me 21 days to get to you because I was detained by the prince of the Persian kingdom. That's a fallen angel serving Satan, but of higher rank. And then a higher-ranking angel from heaven had to come and get the messenger through to Daniel. Fascinating stuff to me. Just throw a little little nugget in here, and then we'll go on for a minute. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Wow. These powerful beings. Jesus said in Matthew 18 that every believer has at least one angel, a personal angel assigned to him. Some of us have several. We need them. I think I got more than one. Though they do not have an earthly body, they have a form. Now, this is a bit mysterious, but sometimes they appear as human. Hebrews 13, 2 admonishes us, exhorts us to entertain strangers. Be hospitable to strangers because some people have entertained strangers unaware as angels. They're strangers and they were angels and they didn't know they were angels. Hebrews contains a unique passage that's often referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives you a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result or with having each step laid out for them. These icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. Their journeys weren't free from trials and tribulations either, but they came back to their faithful Heavenly Father time and time again, trusting that He would fulfill His promises. God used these ordinary men and women to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. We're so glad that you joined us today to study the book of Hebrews with Pastor Danny Hodges here on The Living Word. 
If you missed any part of today's teaching or would like to explore more of Pastor Danny's teachings through the books of the Bible, visit ccfstpete.church and click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, and we'd love for you to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today, or if you'd like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that's info at ccfstpete.church. We count it as a privilege to lift our valued listeners up to the Lord in prayer. That's all we have time for today in our study of Hebrews. Join Pastor Danny next time to continue digging deeper into Scripture right here on The Living Word. The power.